Maryland's winter break has just concluded and we are back in full swing on campus. Sadly, many of the trips we had planned for the intercession, including several to Israel and to Poland, were sidelined due to Omicron. On the positive end, we were able to scramble and put together a group to travel to Florida for a week of learning and recreation. The primary reason I've been silent in this space for the past two weeks. I've described previously my love affair with jet skiing. And in fact, I did get out on these powerful machines several times while in Florida. But I also discovered a related but modified avocation, speedboating in the ocean, taking a StarCraft SVX-191OB out in the Atlantic, jumping waves at 40 miles per hour, offered an exhilaration I had not yet encountered. Ironically, though, I actually abhor roller coasters, an insight many find surprising about me. Yet according to my student victims, I mean passengers, the intensity factor on this ride far outmeasured any twister they had ever braved. The difference in my attitude might owe to the sense of control I feel when driving the boat as opposed to as a passenger on a coaster. And for that matter, on an airplane, I felt terrifying anxiety on our turbulent plane ride home. Of course, none of this is logical. Statistically, I have no doubt that a carefully engineered amusement park ride or an airplane piloted by a professional with thousands of hours of experience is far safer than my stewarding of a tiny boat casting about the sea. It is rather the illusion of control that brings me comfort. One of the most enigmatic statements in the entire Torah is the one uttered by the Jewish people in this week's Parsha, Naseh Nishma, we will do and we will listen. Before actually receiving the Torah and knowing what it says, they declare their future allegiance without any real idea what this new covenant will require of them. Through our modern lens, we might look at this obedience as misguided, perhaps naive. What intelligent person would sign a contract without reading the fine print, much less its basic terms? Yet this is precisely how the Jews proceeded on the eve of Sinai. The only justification for such reflexive compliance, and from a normally skeptical people, no less, can come when considering its source. The Jews may not have known what the Torah contained, but they most certainly knew who authored it. Their trust in a benevolent creator who had redeemed them from Egypt and fulfilled his promise to their forefathers supplied the conviction necessary to utter these historic words. In a 1972 sermon, Rabbi Dr. Norman Lamb posited that human beings could function either as autonomous, focused on themselves as the central locus in decision-making, or as theonomous, living a God-centered existence. In his sophisticated terminology, he describes our fidelity to the nomos of theos, the law of God, as the supreme Jewish value. Far from being an anti-intellectual posture, he argues, we will do and we will listen simply means that, quote, our commitment is unconditioned by our rational assent, that we submit to the will of God even if we do not understand it or like it at all times. Certainly, we attempt to understand, but our conduct is independent of our understanding. When contemplating the grandeur of a transcendent creator, submission actually is the most rational posture. It is quite logical to rely on a pilot with actual experience and safety controls over the illusion of power vested in the self, which oddly strikes us as more reliable and intuitive. I believe it is no coincidence that this declaration appears in the very Parsha that also contains scores of mitzvot relating to civil matters and interpersonal relationships. Many of these laws are somewhat intuitive, and no one would dispute their value to a civilized society. Yet our ancestors recognized 
that the very same author of these rational dictates also composed the super rational ones that we blindly follow. Both are worthy of our enduring commitment. Shabbat Shalom.